This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to our regular sports show, Game of Two Halves, every Monday on Money FM 89.3 at 5:15 p.m., where we host the sports podcasters from The Straits Times. I'm Rachel Kelly, and today's show is a very special edition of the podcast because. It's our 100th episode. Can you believe it? And because of that, we have a very special guest with us today, our national football team captain, Harris Haroon, to join Straits Times sports correspondent Sazali Abdulaziz. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. Hi, Rachel. Both keeping well? Yeah, doing okay. Great. <laughs> okay. Now, Harris, I know that you're a big Liverpool fan. And over the weekend, Liverpool got their English Premier League title defence off to a perfect start by beating newly promoted Leeds. But their 4-3 win was anything but comfortable. What were your feelings while you were watching the game? And at 3-3, were you resigned to accepting Liverpool might not get away with the three points? Yeah, I mean... It was uh, it started off with a bang, you know. I think Liverpool scored early on, so it was like okay, nice. We we are picking off where we we left off last season, but then you know Leeds came back not too long after, you know, and mm-hmm. and I was wondering like what's happening to Liverpool because like uh, since the restart was the end of last season before they they clinched the title, they were a little bit uh, not their usual selves. So I, I was thinking, you know, if that might have carried on to the new season, but. After maybe 30, 40 minutes into the game, and I was thinking this Leeds side is not too bad, too bad a side as well. You know, the football they play. Yeah, it was almost as if uh, watching two Liverpool teams playing. You know, it's, it's what Liverpool really? is known for mm. intensity, you know, and, and Leeds were, were exactly the same. So it was like a mirror image, and what a game it was 4 3. And uh, I think. Uh, I was was uh, texting uh, some of my my family members who are Liverpool fans as well. I was thinking, like, you know, I mean, it was it was a great result, three points on the board, and uh, that's that's the most important thing. But you know, what coming was Leeds. You know, I think they're going to trouble a lot of teams uh, this season. Yeah. It was a great game for the neutral. Uh, I, I think you know the, the the early penalty Liverpool got actually made me groan because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, as though <laughs> Liverpool needed uh, even more help. Uh, but the way Leeds responded was was wonderful. You know? They 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 had the guts to take the game to Liverpool and and the fitness to to sustain that pressure all the way. You know, even into the second half. Um, and you know, like Harry said, you know, I think they're going to trouble some some big teams. I think they could have the same effect. Uh, Wolves did uh, a couple of seasons ago when when you know they they had a, a fantastic record against uh, the top six teams. So Harris, on the back of that, I've got to ask you. You know, you've been at Malaysian club Johor Darul Taksim since 2014 and started every season with them as defending champions. How much pressure is the, is there to start the season knowing that you've got a target on your back? What goes through your mind? Oh, it's, it's tough. Uh, each year they win the title. The following is it's always uh, tougher. And uh, it's no different here in Malaysia as well because we are the the, the big boys. We are, mm. we are the team that had the title, the league championship like seven times, six times, uh, six, seven times in a row consecutive years. So every team that plays us is like a final for them. It's, it's, I mean, no disrespect. I mean, we're, you're playing the champions after all. So you want to get one over them. You want to say that, you know, you, you have, uh, especially so when we are playing. Uh, home, so when teams come to our turf, you know they want to say that they beat us at our home turf. So that's not happened quite often, but you know uh, some teams has given us uh, some scares over the years. Uh, 
and, and it's always a big pressure, but pressure in a good way because when you're the bigger team you are, the more pressure there is, uh, more expectation there is. So, so you just got to live with it. That's just uh, that's the life of uh, how how a career of a professional footballer. Well, we've come to the halfway point of our podcast. Now, if you like the Straits Times game of two halves, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 5.15pm every Monday, or you can subscribe to hashtag game of two halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. Now, still ahead, we'll reveal our game of two halves moment of the week. But first, we still have a national football captain, Harris Haroon, on the 100th episode of our show. Now, Harris, you are actually still on the mend from an injury. Can you tell us more about how you picked it up and how your recovery is going? Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I got injured uh, early this year in March, early mm. March. Uh, so yes, I've been out since. Haven't played any games, and and I had to. I found out later on that I had to come uh, do do surgery to to get it uh, rectified. Right. And uh, I came back to Singapore to do the the surgery, and have been in Singapore since. I only came back to Malaysia like two weeks ago. So I'm continuing. My, I was doing my rehab in Singapore uh, because I, I was unable. The border was closed, so I, I was unable to, mm. to return to Asia. Last phase of my my rehab here right now, and hope to be back soon on the pitch. Good. So good to hear that you're back on the mend. And I wanted to ask you, you know, one of your last matches before the pandemic and forced break was against Vissal Kobe in Japan. What was the experience of coming up against um, a world-class player like Andreas like, and what did you learn from sharing the pitch with him? Uh, it was a, it's, a, it's an experience that I'll never forget. I think uh, when, when we got the draw that we're going to be in the same group with Vissal Kobe, uh, when Yesta is playing his trade, uh, I think actually a lot of us in the team are really excited and more so for myself because uh, I'll probably come up uh, face to face with him in the, in the match mm. as we play in, uh, in midfield. He's more attacking and more of a holding player. So uh, I was pretty much, pretty excited to, to pit myself against him and see how he goes and, and what experience he was. I think um, his class showed his uh, his technique, his movement, his awareness. I think he was at least two or three steps ahead of all the players on the pitch, and then he he he, he set the the momentum for for his team, set the pace for his team, and and uh, his uh, you could see that even local Japanese players were on the same wavelength mm. as him. You know, I think he just push push uh, uh, spur the team on to to a, a higher level. Yeah, so I think that speaks about about the, the man himself. I, I've said this so many times. In mean, the third best player behind Ronaldo and Messi. Uh, being at the Ballon d'Or once, so this speaks a lot about, about his class. Yeah. I think Harris doesn't realize, you know, he he's he's been such an important player for Singapore over the years, but he, he doesn't realize, I guess, the impact he has on 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 Singapore football. Sometimes, you know, when when that game was being played, and then you know the images of of you know him, you know, trying to tackle Iniesta in the game, you know, <laughs> popped up on Twitter, you know, that that. It just made every Singaporean so proud. You know, I mean, I, I, obviously there's a lot of Singaporean uh, football fans on Twitter and then everybody was, you know, it was a Malaysian club, sure. You know, but we had our, our very own, uh, you know, captain, you know, coming up against, you know, a player everybody has watched for 15 years at Barcelona. You know, and, and, you know, it just gave us, uh, you know, a whole, whole feeling of pride. You know, so it was fantastic to see him, uh, you know, come up, uh, you know, against one of the world's best players like that. Yeah, 
it was an honor for me to play at that level against such a great player as well. So something that I'll keep with me for, for all my life, yeah. And speaking of milestones as well, today we're celebrating the 100 milestone of Game of Two Hubs, but you are one of the only players, I think there's 13 Singaporean players to have ever reached 100 appearances for the national team. What a milestone as well. Um, have you set yourself or the team any targets for the next couple of years? No, I think I'm just really grateful to, to be uh, able to play for my country, you know, to, to, have, to have been called up for the national team to win mm-hmm. my first cap and all the way to my 100 cap. So I think uh, I'm just going to continue as long as I'm needed the national team, give my best and, and no personal uh, targets or goals, but as a team, I think we have a lot to achieve. Singapore football hasn't uh, tasted success in, in, in recent years. Uh, but I think we're in a good way, we have a good coach, uh, we have a good plan, we have you know, good style of play. He's trying to implement stamp his mark on the team, on, on Singapore football as a whole. So we have to follow through, we have to be patient. Uh, I know as Singaporeans, myself included, you know, we are guilty of not being patient. We want instant results sometimes. But I think uh, in football, we have to be patient, especially with the younger players. Uh, we have to give time to, to develop, give them the full support that we we. Uh, to, for them to develop and grow as, as uh, humans as well as, as four players on the pitch. So that's, that's the role of the, the senior players who has accumulated experience over the years. And, and um, that's, that's my, my role as well, to, to, to help the younger ones to come up because they, were, they are the ones who want to sustain the team and fight on all fronts for Singapore uh, in the future. So hopefully we can make an impact in the, in the Suzuki Cup and then on the Asian level as well because we are going to compete on both levels, uh, this year's uh, national national team games has been postponed to next year, so we have another year to, to prepare for that. So hopefully we can make an impact at the end of, uh, come come next year, we can make a better impact. Thanks, Harris. And you know, there's so much that we could talk about um, surrounding that at the moment, but we're almost at the end, and that means it's time for our moment of the week. What have you got for us this week, Sazali? Yeah, I think this, this week's, uh, you know, the past week's moment of the week, moment of the week was, uh, you know, found at the US Open where, where Naomi Osaka won the second uh, title and the third Grand Slam. Uh, to me, it's, it's super significant because it really shows, uh, you know, Osaka's growth. You know, in 2018, she won her first uh, US Open title at, at 20. Uh, the moment was basically overshadowed by controversy because of Serena Williams having the dispute with the, the umpire. And now two years later, she's blossomed into this strong, confident athlete. Uh, who is, you know, highlighting racial inequality uh, while also doing well on court. So, you know, and, and, and she's really a, a wholesome person, uh, really, uh, as a whole. Uh, I, I spoke uh, to her before in 2015 when she was in Singapore for a, a Rising Stars Invitational. And, you know, and she, she said, you know, she wanted to emulate Serena Williams and, and eventually surpass her 21 Grand Slams at the time. Now she's, obviously, Serena has got 23. Uh, and I, I, I told the story before, one of my editors actually said, you know, basically, they don't be stupid, lah. You know, she's only, she's only eighteen. You know, what are the chances of her, you know, going on to have a great career? But she has already got three Grand Slams now. You know, and and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, she does go on and 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 at least gets close to to Serena Williams' family. So. That's my moment of the week. Wonderful. Well, there goes the final whistle on our sports discussion of the week. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us and a very special thank you to our special guest today, Harrison. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me.
Thanks. And we hope everyone's enjoyed listening to the podcast this week. Thank you as well, as always, Sazali. Thank you. Too. You've been listening to the 100th episode of Game of Two Halves here on Primetime on Money FM 89.3. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.